0: Hi, Brad. We are back on the Thompson DeP- Clark podcast, and we were kind of wondering, like, what are we going to talk about in the off season? And then this thing called the lockout happened. <laughs> Which means we have even less to talk about when it comes to the offseason because, yeah. you know, the the hot stove was was going and then it just stopped because it was hot the,
1: and heavy too. That was a hot and heavy stove. That wasn't just like
0: so on many fire, so many yeah. things were happening. Giants made a couple signings, but the story was a little bit more about who they weren't getting, yeah. at least from from Giants fans. But uh, now the team, the the all the players are locked out. And we are now in this process of what do we do? So this will be the only show in which we do this because we like to talk about our team and we like to talk about the great things that are happening, the love of our of our game here and of our team, and also you know the bad things. Like we literally had to talk about them losing in in, in the playoffs, and you were about to die that day when we were doing that show. So <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, yeah. but. I I got my booster today, and oh. I, I was I was thinking like, what if I feel really bad? Are we going to be able to do this show? And you were even giving me like the go ahead to like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll just skip and we'll yeah. go to and then, and then I thought back, I was like, Brad had a migraine <laughs> that made him sweat through his clothes, <laughs> through and my hat too. It was yeah, it was. And he still did the show. He still did. We did like 20 minutes or 25 minutes. I I think we did almost a half
1: hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You were dying. And I was like, I can't, I have to do this. Like Brad (laughs) was tough. He toughed it out. I can tough it out. We'll do. So all all that being said, we may not, this, this may not be that long of a show because we don't really have a ton to talk about. And the lockout stuff is boring. We're going to try to talk about it in a way that is less boring and maybe a little bit more layman's terms about what's going on. Cause I think, Ultimately it is interesting, but it's just the the collective bargaining agreement and, and all that stuff is really boring like lawyer yeah. speak, but we'll was, try we'll try and make it yeah, a little bit easier.
1: I was gonna say if you're a business major or you know got your degree in business or you're a lawyer, this is like super fun stuff for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for us <laughs> because we're not. I'm a you know, a video editor and uh uh, IT guy and, and, you know, you're on the computer side of things. And, and uh, so for us, this is get back to baseball.
0: Man. I know. I know. But, Gosh. Oh, 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 know. We just
1: got a text that came in here. Uh Oh, hold on. What's going on? The wife is at. Uh... <laughs> People are going to love this. huh? The, uh, the wife is at uh, Trader Joe's and it's a uh, winter beer time. So I'm going, she's sending me pictures of what beer
0: is available. Yeah, so you're going gonna... to put your order in, man, because yeah. this is a big part of our show. Like, this is important enough <laughs> for us to kind of halt the beginning of this show because. It really dictates what you're going to be drinking on this show through the month of December here.
1: This is true, yeah. So there's a couple of good-looking beers here. There's one at Trader Joe's called Winter Ride Double Bock, and I I do love the box during the winter. Uh, And then uh, Revision here in in Sparks makes uh, uh, really good beers, and they have one there specifically for Trader Joe's called Tahoe Haze. So I said... Yes on both of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it, was there ever a possibility where you were going to be like, nah, I'm good?
1: There are times, yeah. Cause really? she'll, Yeah, sometimes she'll take pictures and I'm like... I can get all that stuff anywhere and I've had it multiple times. I'm looking for something different. So when she goes to places like that, I'm like, Oh, please pay- take pictures, text them to me. Uh I'll have her go to the bourbon aisle sometimes too. Take pictures, send them off to me. Uh and then that way I can say, Oh, I've never had that. That looks Because I don't go I don't go shopping unless yeah. it's total wine. I
0: mean, you know. Yeah.
1: Total Wine and the record store. I, I
0: don't really that have Total to Wine go. is like the record store for yeah. alcohol. Yes, like tower. It's like the Tower Records <laughs> for alcohol.
1: Yeah, I can get lost in there, and then I could come out with two baskets full of stuff. And then my <laughs> wife's like, "What did you?" Next time, I'll go and just take pictures for you. I'm like, "Yeah, that's a better
0: idea." It's so. funny because uh, <laughs> I wanted to try The Rock's new. Ane, is it Anejo? Uh, Ane, Anejo. Anejo? Yeah. Anejo. Uh, his, his, he has a Anejo brand of his Terramana. I would love to try that, yeah. And uh, so I couldn't find it, and then I found it at Total Wine. And Total Wine makes it much better on your delivery if you spend a little bit more, if you get to that hundred, they're like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. We're 20 miles away. We'll deliver it for you. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, now I need to find other stuff. And so the uh, my wife, she makes eggnog for Christmas. Ooh. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, we need eggnog stuff. And she's like, I need a little cognac and I need some bourbon. And I go, oh, I have like bullets. She's like, uh, just get a new one and get something that you'll drink so that I only need six ounces of it. And I'm like, oh. So I I just <laughs> it it almost felt like cheating, but I bought some Woodford Reserve.
1: Well, you got the okay, <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs>
0: along with the añejo. So yes. uh, I'll I'll let you know about that one.
1: Oh, please do. Yeah, añejo is a really good sipper with because um, it's you know it's kind of like um, cask aged, yeah, wood Age, yeah. so it's got a nice little bite to it. I, I love the añejos. I used to get the Cabo Wabo. Uh That was Sammy Hagar's tequila back oh, I was wow. in Van Halen. I used to get the Añejo of that and just sip on that. It was really good.
0: I also picked up some Lobos tequila, which is the brand that LeBron James has a little bit of an investment in. And yeah, Draymond Green is talking about it all the time. The Lobos, everyone's talking about the Lobos. So for Christmas... Uh, we actually Christmas Eve we were going to my ex wife's house because both my kids will be there, right? And after the disaster that was our our bourbon drinking night out, where they both just <laughs> disappointed me, <laughs> oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, oh! So when we were in Arizona, uh, when we were in Tucson for my for Thanksgiving, you know, my kid had turned twenty one about. I don't know, 10 days earlier or whatever. Yeah. And so I told them all, I was like, okay, we, we want to have, we're going to go one night. We're going to go get, get a drink. You guys are going to sit and sip bourbon with me. And and that's just what we're going to do. So we go there, my wife came, my sister came, her husband came and then my ex-wife came. And so we were all just kind of just hanging out and sitting and, you know, getting, just get having drinks, n- nothing crazy. Cause it was actual Thanksgiving. Like it's literally the only bar open. Yeah. And I get the bourbon and my kids. And I'm like, you know, these guys were in a frat. This is nothing new. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to believe that they don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and it was like, I think my oldest got through. Maybe he got through what would be considered like two sips of it. And he was just like, ah, I'm good. And then I think my youngest, uh, I think he, he had some of it, but he didn't finish it either. But I was just like, ah. Oh. Then then they had to get, you know, they had, I think they, maybe they got an old fashioned or, or, but they, they both got something else, which, uh, you know, which had a little bit more flavor. in it. I was like,
1: ah. yeah. So, so, so the straight stuff just,
0: yeah. Not for them. Yeah. Yeah. So now, we'll, we'll I, see with the tequila yeah. cuz maybe because it's the Lebron brand they'll be a little bit more interested to kind of sip through it and finish it off, but we'll yeah. see. But it'll be Christmas Eve and so my brother-in-law will be there and I'll I'll get him to sip some tequila with us and <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> I think know. it'll be good. But anyways,
1: oh, um, there, there's more pictures coming. Holy oh my moly, goodness. this Trader Joe's has a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've I've had all of these. That's a, Is that a bad sign? When,
0: when you've I had all, all the, of the
1: beer? Yeah, when I look at all this beer and I go, yeah, I've had all of that. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> probably not the best sign. Well, I think, you know... <laughs> You, you have to turn the knowledge into something right like you do you got you should start yeah. your own youtube channel for beer tasting or beer reviews or something
1: there was a guy i used to follow on youtube way back in like the early days of youtube and he used to do that he would uh he, he i think he turned that into kind of a big deal wow um, yeah he would used to Sit there and drink a beer and talk about it, and uh and everybody was like, "Hey, let's just watch this guy drink beer." Well, you <laughs> grab a beer and you felt like it was social drinking with him.
0: So. You're knowledgeable about it. You know what you're talking about. You like talking about it. You like digging into the history of things. So yeah, it's a
1: yeah. good little thing for you. Yeah,
0: no, that's definitely fun. All right, let's hit the intro, and then we'll come right. back and we'll start. We'll I and mean, we kind of started the show. We'll come back and we'll. Talk about the nuts and bolts. Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have pipped on in.
1: The Giants have won the pennant.
0: So we're in the 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 uh, thought process of of what you're going to buy or what you're going to ask your wife to buy. So why don't you explain what you're currently drinking?
1: What I'm currently drinking, and I already put in my order. She sent me four pictures of, I mean, God, there was so much. But my order is in, and she said, okay, so now it's approved. Now it's all good. Uh, Celebration, Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. It is a fresh hop, which is considered a wet hop IPA. Wet hop IPAs, if you don't know, are IPAs that when they go up and harvest the hops, the, harvest, uh, the hops are harvested around fall, right before it starts to, the winter starts to kick in, cold weather starts to kick in. So they'll get these either from their own facility, because Sierra Nevada actually grows their own hops. They will harvest them and immediately put them in the boil. They're, they're wet. They are not, because usually you dry out hops on big screens. Uh, then you put the flakes in the beer and that's how you get the, the hops taste. But wet hop has a really piney, citrusy, foresty taste to it. So if you, if you're in the forest and you smell those pine trees, that's what you're smelling in wet hop IPAs. Hmm. And and this is like the quintessential one. This is the highest rated wet hop IPA on the planet it, and it comes out uh, every Christmas and it, it, I look forward to it. Uh, I am just finishing my first 12 pack and I got another 12 pack in the fridge so that should take me through Christmas.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, so because of my second or my booster shot, now my second shot of the vaccine I was, you know, I had the chills. I had the flu symptoms in, in the evening. Um, yeah, and then the next day was, uh, you know, feeling a little bit, and I just kind of had like a numb headache for a few days. Uh, this shot, the the guy who was giving me the shot, aren't they? They're not doctors. What are, what what are they?
1: I don't know. The guy who gave me my third shot. I think was a high schooler <laughs> <laughs> sure looked like one. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't super comfortable, but he did a good job. So, right. <laughs>
0: <we're> well, <okay. laughs> so, you know, just in the expectation that possibly I may not feel too well tonight, I wanted to warm it up a little bit, wanted to warm <laughs> up the insides. So I went back to our local sprouts and I got the, uh, the ginger beer, Nice. Um, yeah, the, the, the ginger beer cocktail thing that they sell Zevia sells. And so I'm having a little bit of that, have some, uh, some rye whiskey that I poured in there to, to do a little bit of yeah. a, what is it again when it's a, when it's not, uh, the mule, what, what is it called when it's bourbon or whiskey? Yeah. Oh, it's, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I've seen we it talked about it before.
1: Yeah. I've seen it on the, well, I think maybe, um, one of the uh Kentucky giant mule. cocktails guys probably told us about it, but I, I don't remember I don't remember because every time we go, Denise always orders the vodka mules. Yeah. Um pretty much everywhere we go, she tries whatever they have.
0: Yeah. So she's the, really into those. The Kentucky mule is what I see. That's what it is. Kentucky um, Mule. Yeah. The yeah, Google yeah. machine. Yeah. Um so yeah, so I'm just I have a mule. Here with the ginger beer, and it's going to be nice and warm on my inside, so that yeah. if in you know five hours I'm not feeling too well, <laughs> I will at least be warm on the inside. Yeah, you'll you'll probably
1: sleep pretty well tonight because it's going to start kicking your butt. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my third shot. So I went Pfizer, Pfizer, Pfizer. So my third shot um, did I did okay, and then it really beat me up the next day i woke up in the morning and just body aches everywhere um just brutal and and a headache that lasted me like five days probably
0: yeah that's rough
1: yeah that it, it was brutal but you know i bounced back pretty good so i took tylenol i think the so i got it on a friday i took tylenol Pretty much every six hours on Saturday, made it through the day, did like a three mile walk on Saturday morning, fixed some sprinkler heads, dug up the yard a little bit. And then then around two o'clock on Saturday, I was like, that was a bad idea. (laughs) So I just got on the couch and... Put on Shit's Creek and watch. There that. you go. <laughs>
0: you know, there you go. Kind of zoned out for a while. <laughs> we just finished it. We, we finished oh, the whole season not too long ago.
1: We started it over because the 15 year old, she really wanted to watch ah. it. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I said, That's, you can watch that. That's great. fine. Yeah. It's so, great. yeah. Yeah. No, we're, there's we're a documentary
0: that watching. they did as
1: well. Is yeah. that any good? Yeah. It's really good. Um, okay. I think I it aired, that. I believe it aired right after the last episode um, on Pop. The Pop Network.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's on Netflix, so I'm going to check okay. that out. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, okay, so, yeah. cross Crossing fingers now. Okay, one mm-hmm. more question before we get to this lockout stuff. Yeah, yeah. As you can tell, I'm kind of like pushing this lockout stuff <laughs> a little bit down the way because it's not fun to talk <laughs> about the lockout. But, um, okay, so when yeah. you got your third shot, mm-hmm. and then you said the next day you kind of hit a wall, mm-hmm. was the wall a well, I need to lay in bed and watch TV and sort of nap on an off wall? Or is it a wall where you're like, you know what? I can actually kick back and play a little bit of MLB the show kind of wall. It Okay, so it was like that
1: in the morning. Got up Saturday morning, just aching. I never had a fever, though, with my third shot. Huge fever with my second shot. Uh third shot never had a fever, but had the big time body aches. But I also did a really hardcore workout on Friday before I got my shot because I knew I was gonna be out for yeah, a couple of days. Yeah. So I did to I, get it done. I did like 45 minutes of high-intensity interval training. Man. And then yeah. So the next day I was like, is this body aches or am I sore? I don't, I think it was a combination of both. So after the Tylenol. I hopped right into um uh, FIFA. I, I'm on a FIFA kick right now. Yeah. So I hopped right into FIFA and I and I was able to play that no problem. Um and then like I said, went on the 2 or 3 mile walk and then got back and and dug up the yard and found some busted sprinkler heads. And uh but then then the, so the wall after that was more like I'm going to go take a nap now because mm-hmm. I just this is too much. Uh, so I napped for a while, woke up, and then we watched Shit's Creek from probably 7 o'clock to like 10 o'clock that night. And oh, wow. I, oh, yeah. And then I slept hard okay. uh, Saturday night. And then Sunday I woke up, and I think I only took Tylenol Sunday morning, and then that was it. And and after that, it was just general tiredness. So, yeah. Everybody takes it different, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think if i now i may not get bad at all like i know people who don't feel anything like they're just completely fine they don't have a sore arm nothing yeah, that's my dad all
1: three shots nothing guy didn't feel anything i'm like okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if that happens then i'm good tomorrow will be fine but if i do feel a little ill i do you know uh, i i don't want to do the thing like when you were it you know when you were in grade school and you got sick and you know, you're, you're kind of sick, but you're like, you kind of are, are interested in staying home to like watch cartoons and stuff. Really? <laughs> like, that's what it was. Or, yeah, yeah. or my, my famous one was the 1987 uh, NLCS Giants wow. Cardinals. There was one day game in St. Louis where the Giants rolled them. And yeah, I kind of feigned ill on that day. So yeah. I, I was in watch game.
1: I was in high school. I had the earpiece and the AM radio <laughs> in the backpack with the earpiece that went in. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> so, you know, I I don't want to like do that thing, but I may throw some NBA two K action, you know, if I could sort of kick back and, and relax. But if it knocks me on my butt like like it did you, what I may throw on is a movie I've never seen before and I've been resisting watching it but over the whole year i've been doing a karate kid podcast where we we broke down the three movies and we broke down the first three seasons of cobra kai and that's on a a patreon a, a different thing that i do uh the fight game media network uh patreon and the last movie that I have to actually force myself to watch is the next karate kid with Hilary Swank <sighs> and Mr. Mia, like Pat Morita coming back as Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And I've never seen it before. So that uh, it's like, yeah, I've been resisting it, <laughs> but if I'm on my butt, I'm just going to sit there and watch that <laughs> because I'm, pre- I have to prepare for this podcast that we're doing. And then right before season four of Cobra Kai, I need to get it done by then cuz season 4 of Cobra Kai then we're going to review that and so it'll
1: be But cool. but if you're not feeling good <laughs> is that a yeah. good pick? <laughs> like, Maybe
0: it'll just make me fall asleep. Uh, I mean Killer yeah. Spank, man. I can't well, yeah.
1: I can't even imagine like not feeling good and being like I'm going to watch a movie I really don't want to watch and then <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'd make it. I'd be like, yeah, I'm good."
0: <laughs> okay, let, uh, let, I'll give you the first 15 minutes of this movie because I did watch okay. about 15 okay. minutes. So
1: um now, keep in mind, I'm not a Karate Kid guy. I've seen Karate Kid the first movie like twice, and yeah, and that's all the Karate Kid I know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Just, it's, it's but oh, so you're not even watching Cobra Kai?
1: I've never seen two. I've I okay. have not watched Cobra Kai. No,
0: interesting. Okay, so someday maybe here's the here's the first 15 minutes of this movie. Mr. Miyagi is at a funeral of a somebody who he knew, who was also a war veteran, dies. He meets her. He, he was friends with him, meets his wife. And, and the wife has a grandchild. Uh, the grandchild's parents had both passed away in a car accident. So she's like probably in her 60s or 70s. And this child is Hillary Swank, who is the rebellious one. Oh yeah. And so Gotta be. the the widow who just has met Mr. Miyagi for the first time she's like, "Oh, this daughter, this granddaughter of mine, she doesn't listen. She's just rebellious and I fear that she's going off, you know, uh, uh, she's just going in the wrong direction." Mr. Miyagi's like, "Okay, you stay at my house in California and I will stay here and babysit your granddaughter." Met this woman one time, and she's like, "You know what? That's a great idea. That's the first fifteen minutes <laughs> of this movie." He's like, "I've got this. I've got this fence. I need you to paint." Is that what... <laughs> like this, this old, this old man who yeah. you've never met before. She's like, You're "That's like, great. Oh, yeah. yeah, just take- you. You can take care of my grandchildren." Well, she must have been. I mean, take that in him.
1: the story, then that means she was at her wit's end. That yeah. was it. She uh-huh. had enough. So much that she. Old guy she never met before is going to take care of the kid.
0: Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) All right. All right. We've done enough. We've Uh, done enough trying to resist talking about this lockout. We we dodged, weaved, we did it all. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about it. Okay. So I think the first question that most people think about when, uh, you know, they're kind of wondering what is this lockout about? What is an actual lockout? So the lockout. Is the owners basically putting an end to any baseball activities and locking all of the players out of facilities? So it's like if Brandon Belt's like, you know what, my my thumb's feeling a little bit better. I want to go to, you know, the the park and I want to hit off the cages. They're like, mm, sorry, we're in a lockout. You can't do it. You got to go in your backyard, Brandon. <laughs> um. So right and now, all, I mean, right, these, these guys, guys are, all these guys all have yeah. For sure. Batting cages in their backyards anyway. For sure. So, yeah. But um, you know, during this time, like we were talking about, we talked about last week, it's all about free agency and contracts and stuff. So that's generally the only thing that's happening, anyways. Yeah. So this is just kind of like an incentive for the players to or the union to, you know, maybe come to the table a little bit more quickly it's like yep we're locking you out this is what <laughs> happens when you're bad when the collective bargaining agreement ends we are locking you out because you guys have been bad and this is a way for us to i don't know hold our breath or something yeah. owners are, are are being very uh the you know that they're the i, I can i mean does it matter like would it matter any other you know if they didn't lock them out if they're like hey guys we're just going to keep coming back to the bargaining table. We're not going to lock you out. Would it would it change anything? Probably not, but this is just historically the way that they do it.
1: Yeah. And th- and this is <clears throat> a lot of the owners basically you know pretty much saying, yeah, if if we don't have an agreement, the other one has ended, you can't play in our yards. Get out of our yards until yeah. we have an agreement then you can come back and play nicely.
0: So, Okay, so and and uh, there's a great article that I'm kind of using to explain some of these things uh, on SB Nation's baseball page. It's by a guy by the name of James Dator, D A T O R, and he posted this about four days ago. Uh, because what you know, I've read the stuff, I've read the Rosenthal stuff. Um, you you read uh, an article on the Athletic as well, and they're very detailed. They're very thorough. But I was just sort of looking at, like, how would I explain this to my mom? Like, my mom, who knows nothing about the business side of baseball, could I explain it to her? And so that's the article that I, I looked to grab. So what do the owners want out of this? What You know, when the next collective bargaining, bargaining agreement is signed, what do they want? So there, uh, there was a push with, uh last season so they kind of used uh last season not not the season that just ended but the the one before that with the pandemic and it was funky and it was 60 games and they did a lot of things they're like hey let's try and add more teams to playoffs like and, and let's do all these kinds of different things the owners really want more playoffs and the reason why they want more playoffs is because they get 100% of the postseason television revenue and the players, what do the players get out of postseason? Well, they get a portion of the live attendance gate, which is a lot less than what the TV revenue yeah. is based on, on post-season. So they want more playoffs. And so in exchange for let's have more playoffs, at some point, the owners were like, look, we'll even shorten the season and we'll, give this thing that Brad and I have been talking about all year long, which is the universal DH. These, This is what the players want. They want less games, obviously for the same money. You're not going to yeah. take less money for less games. And let's give us universal DH. My understanding of the universal DH is is, is a way to benefit players who maybe on the defensive end, they're not able to sustain and If you're in the National League and you can't play defense, you're probably getting pushed out and you're getting pushed to the American League. But now if we have 30 DHs instead of just 15, we keep some longtime veterans who could still hit around and they could still make a good deal of money being a DH. So the owners also want generally things to stay the same. The current CBA that just ended they loved it they, it was very beneficial to them and um not to say that the players sort of lost at the table on that cba i'm sure they may have thought that they you know they they may have won here and there on certain things but ultimately the owners were really happy with it and they want to keep it in place and now the players are going like okay let's revisit some things <laughs> um but yeah, so, I mean, what do you think about the idea of 154 games versus 162? Because it hasn't been like that in all of our lifetime. It's always been 162.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> if you shorten it by... Here comes my math. Eight games. Eight games. Eight games. Eight games. There you go. Math. Um, if you shorten it by eight games, so what? I, I'm fine with that. I, I really don't care. Eight games is not a big deal. Um, is it going to change any playoff hunt? Maybe. Um, you know, is it is it going to change? I mean, we'll be done with the playoffs and the World Series earlier, but then if they add more rounds to the playoffs and everything, more teams and whatnot, then it's probably a wash. Um, having let's say what is that a week, but but when you add in travel time, playoff start, all that stuff, maybe two weeks. So it's right. a two week shortened season,
0: right? You're finishing, maybe, maybe, maybe a few more days off a month.
1: Yeah. And, and, and then maybe you're finishing the world series in the middle of October. So when you're playing on the East coast, the weather's a touch better. Um, you know, I don't, I don't. To me, that doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. The only thing that's going to throw things off is when you're a big stat head, and and we love stats. And and if and if you're a baseball fan, you love stats. That's why you love the game of baseball. Um, that's going to kind of mess with things a little bit. Uh, you know, home run records and batting average, and uh, you know, is somebody's going to hit 400? and They're going to oh, go, Yeah, but it was in eight less games. Um, one that's not talked about a whole lot because football is football. It is, it is a stat based game for the most part, but you know, OJ Simpson had the record for the most rushing yards and he did it in the, what was it? The 14 game season. Uh, Then they expanded to a 16 game season. And then Eric Dickerson broke his record. Well, Eric Dickerson holds the record now, but it's two more games than OJ Simpson had. So, you know, you, you start running into those types of things. Um, The 61, with the asterisk, uh, Roger Maris's home run record—he did that in 154 games, mm-hmm. right? And Babe Ruth only—or, or am I thinking? Did they already go to? No, 162? I, I did.
0: I think they. I think that was the the whole crux of the situation is that Maris did it in 162. And so the right. Babe Ruth fans were like, "Ah, t- t- there's an asterisk on that number."
1: Yeah, exactly. So, when you look at it that way, you have to say, "Okay, you you are going to have that whole thing." But again, nobody talks about the home run record anymore cuz Barry Bonds has it and everybody's, you know, he obliterated it. He, he obliterated it, but he, you know, he's he's got the the asterisk as well because of the steroid scandal. So, I guess we're about to find out in a few months or so, um, you know, if that asterisk was kind of washed away and everybody's (laughs) forgiven it. And we've seen some trickles of the hall of fame ballot the last couple of days and people showing their hall of fame ballots. And a lot of people have voted for bonds, but we'll, we'll see as that comes around, but yeah, you know, I'm 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 fine if they go back to 154. I don't think they will. I think they're going to stick at 162. I think that's just one of those things again, a negotiating ploy. We want to go to 154 games, and then the owners come back and say, "Let's take it 162," and then we'll do this and we'll do that.
0: Okay, that's fine. Ultimately, if you're adding an extra round of the playoffs, and who knows what that extra round is—if it's a three gamer, or if it's a five gamer, or if it's a seven gamer for the playoff teams. That extra round of the playoffs doesn't, I mean, it's they're probably going to be playing close to the normal amount, even if they pull back on number of games, anyways. It'll be just, you know, the teams that don't make the playoffs who will get. I'm all for less games and less wear and tear on the bodies of these players. But what we'll also have to change is some of these bonus clauses with the escalators and things like, you know, X amount of. Things that you, you know, with statistics-wise, you know, home runs or whatever, those will have to be changed as well because you'll have yeah. just less games to do them. Yeah. Okay, so what do the players want now? So there is a concern for the players that they aren't actually getting 50% of what they call I think in the n b a, it's called b r i basketball related income. I don't know if it's called that in baseball as well, but the 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 revenue, the the share of the revenue, they want to get as close to fifty percent as possible. and there's like there's ways that you can divide this pie where it does look like they're getting fifty percent. I think the way that the players are dividing this pie. They're short. They're probably closer to forty-eight and a half percent. So I think they want a true fifty percent for one. Um, and I'll just read directly from from James's piece here. He 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 writes: Players want provisions in place to protect prospects from being held back in the minors for the purpose of taking advantage of their contract status. To sign them for less money. Now we've seen this happen all all the time. Like there's so many famous ones. You know, uh, it, it was actually kind of surprising because because uh, uh, Wander Fr- uh, Franco he came up and he's still so young. And it's just like, come on, guys! Like you cannot hold this guy back any longer yeah. because he's so good. The only reason to hold him back is so they don't start that clock we saw the same thing happen with Joey Bart. Like there's a wonder, you know, when his clock's going to start historically, I think, you know, Chris Bryant was somebody who was affected, you know, five years ago or, or or whenever he came up or no five years ago was his MVP season. So before Mm -hmm. that, but you know, this is, this is kind of what teams have done, which is wait to bring their best prospects up so they can keep them longer without them heading to free agency.
1: Yeah. And, I think that's one of the things, though, that uh, the owners have said they will not negotiate. And, and there are a list of a couple things that they have said that they will not negotiate. And, and I pulled some stuff from an article by Evan Drellich in, um, uh, in The Athletic. And they basically said they, they told the union, we will not negotiate um, to expand arbitration eligibility that's going to stay where it's at. We will not agree to any path for free agency earlier than it's already at. We will not agree to anything that would allow players to have uh, additional ways to get service time to combat the manipulation that the MLB already does. So that's one of the things that they've already said. We're not going to negotiate that. Sorry. But you know how that goes.
0: Yeah. So also the players want free agency to be available to anyone who has reached 29 and a half years old if they've accrued five years of service time or all players who have accrued six years of service time, whichever comes first. And that's exactly what you were talking about, which is the non-starter. They want six years to free agency and three years of arbitration process that they've had in place. They like that. That works for them. Yeah. And the players are like, no, 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 no. no. We don't. We don't want it to happen that way.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's because MLB and Manfred has come out and pretty much said the most negative reaction we ever get is when a player leaves for free agency. Right. But but that is the sport. I mean, that's what Kurt Flood fought for. That's why we're here. This is a free agency is a fantastic thing. If your team sucks, and all of a sudden you've got a lot of money you can go out and grab free agents, ask the Texas Rangers fans how that's going this year. I mean, they go out and get Corey Seager um, and now I'm drawing a blank on who else they got, but they got a lot of, big, <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they got a lot of big names. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, but, but anyway, so the, yeah, they spent a ton of money, uh, went out and just got a bunch of players. And, and, and so those players are available Due to free agency. So the players want that to happen a little bit earlier, which I understand. I'm fine with that. Yes. A lot of old school guys are like, Hey man, I liked when Willie Mays was stuck with our team forever. Right? Well, yeah. I, I know that's nice, but these players should have the freedom to choose where they want to play. Somebody giving them more money, go there. A team who wins all the time, Wants to grab a small market guy and that small market team is, is not putting players around him. You know what? Small market team, you lose out. Yeah, And that's your fault. It shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't be babied through this process.
0: The guy you were thinking of was Marcus Simeon, by the way. Marcus Simeon. Yeah. Everyone was shouting at you. Yeah, pretty much. Come on, Marcus. (laughs) This is what the lockout has done to us. Like We were so fired up (laughs) for the offseason. We're like, who are we going to get? And now we can't even remember Marcus. Now we're we're forgetting baseball players' names. (laughs) Look what the lockout is doing.
1: We're going to forget that baseball even existed by the time this lockout's (laughs) over.
0: (laughs) All right. So the last thing. Uh, I don't I don't know if this is the last thing, but the, in in the small list the the last thing last couple things here tanking the players yeah. believe that the reason that the tanking exists is because of this free agency rule they they think if you have to pay your players the fair wage instead of doing what Tampa Bay historically does, which is buy out all of these free agent years by paying these young kids who don't have a lot of money, like a giant sum of money, but at the same time, not enough to their market value. If they were to keep playing at a high level, the the players think like the, or the union thinks like this is incentivizing teams to just lose, 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 lose so they can get the high draft picks and they can just stock these young players. And then, do that, you know the what what tampa the the Rays historically do, and then the last thing is uh players are concerned that once you expand the field for the playoffs, where every team feels like they may have a shot, it would motivate them to spend less on actual players because the idea would be, well, you know, maybe we got to compete with the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Yankees for players. But now, if half the teams get in, maybe we don't have to compete with those guys. We just have to make a trade, maybe mid-season, to kind of get us on that roll, and we can still have a, a semi-small payroll. That's kind of what the players believe is uh, happening here, and what they want changed.
1: That that brings me to something. So you're a basketball fan, yes. Uh, by the way, I watched my first basketball game the other night of the season, Warriors and Sons, because it was such a historic matchup.
0: So Wait, was this that. the Friday game or the Tuesday game?
1: Oh, God, did they play twice? They played twice,
0: <laughs> a home and home. One was Tuesday, and the Warriors Dude. lost that game. It was in Phoenix, and then they That's came back the Friday, and then the Warriors killed them by, like, 20 points. Okay, it was San the Francisco. Tuesday game. Okay, and,
1: and the reason I watched the Tuesday game, because, again, it was a historic matchup, and our good friend... Bob Weiner.
0: Yes. Um, you showed K- me the you, you told me about that.
1: Yeah. KSJS alum. He was the sports director when I started at KSJS. Um, but he uh, shoots video for the Suns and uh, a lot of the in-house video and promotional videos, uh, uh, promos and stuff like that. So he shoots all that stuff there. So I thought I'm going to go ahead and watch this. Cause Bob's going to be on TV quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so I watched that. So that brings me to this back to my point. Mm-hmm. Um, NBA has a lot. They they have a lot of playoff teams, right? So I mean,
0: I yeah. so so historically, <laughs> you have eight from each conference yeah. make the playoffs. But what they've done recently is they've made these play-in games.
1: Yes. So, so if you are so kind of like, like the nine NCAA and, tournament yes, play-in games, yeah, so if you're
0: like nine and ten. You got. You kind of got a shot to 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 play. You know, in to 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 be the last seed or whatever, and
1: in a, a single game, right? Are those single games the play-ins? Yes. Okay, so it's not a series. So now, would you say that the NBA trade deadline is probably the wildest trade deadline in any sport?
0: <sighs> Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would say the baseball trade deadline is is wilder. Okay. The free agency period in the NBA seems tremendously wild though. It seems insane. Compared now, you, to the baseball free agency.
1: What about this baseball one? And this is a, and this is a total one off because of the lockout was coming. Yeah. yeah. Would
0: well, you say this one was you, you had these young players come up all at the same time like Seager like Correa, and then guys who maybe blossomed a little bit later, like a Simeon, and they just had these great years. So this was a this was a, a pretty crazy one. But yeah. I'm just thinking back to like, like I like it's it's crazy. The NBA does an interesting job when it comes to this, the the media and the and the PR and all that. It's like Kevin Garnett's going to be a free agent, and you know that he's going to be a free agent the full year and a half before yeah. he's a free agent. It's like a countdown clock. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it's different. Uh, both of them are way more interesting than the NFL, by the way. Oh, the NFL, oh, yeah. The NFL does it in a, in a much different way.
1: Unless you're a Rams fan.
0: <laughs> it, yeah. And it's there always interesting every year. <laughs> there you go. But like, you, you know, the NFL uh, most of the star players stay with their teams, like at least the star quarterbacks, right? Like yeah. Brady, Brady was with the Patriots for so many years. Roethlisberger's been with the Steelers forever. um, And Drew Brees with the Saints and Peyton Manning, you know, they will get aged out because their salary gets to a certain level that sometimes makes it hard because it is a capped league where you, you may have to get rid of them. But like, uh, I mean, imagine, you know, you who, who could fathom <laughs> Tom Brady, like not being a Patriot, right? But, you know, yeah. he also out, he's, he, he also out sort of lived his, his, uh, date of, uh, freshness there. <laughs> he, he was able to do it very, one of the very few guys.
1: Once they opened the box, he started to go unfresh. <laughs> well, and they, and they had, you know, they had to start thinking. Belichick was like, oh, we got to start thinking about the future. We got to draft a quarterback and we can't have him sit behind Tom Brady, who's going to play till he's 60 years old, by that time, the guy they drafted is going to be 40. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to yeah. be out of the league. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so you know, I, I don't know what the right thing is. I don't know if... You know, the one thing I thought that was always cool about baseball, but it was also... It also sucked if you were not one of the good teams, was the fact that not every team made the playoffs. What yeah. the NFL has done, amazingly, is like... Maybe there's maybe there's four teams in the NFL who probably don't have a shot at the playoffs right now, but everybody else does. Like my 49ers, like I was telling my wife today or yesterday, I was like, this is maybe the most disappointed I've ever been in their team because I think they have a lot of talent in how they're playing. And if the playoffs ended today, they'd be in it like, yeah. and, and I'm so disappointed because I think they should be better, but that's how the NFL works. Well, cause they added that spot. So yeah. that's,
1: that's the whole thing. If they start adding spots in baseball, does it become a crazier trade deadline than we already have? Maybe. Well, I mean, it, it, you're going to have teams that are going to be on the cusp. 500 yeah. club teams that are seven games under 500 that are holding on to that last spot. Yeah. Are they going to make deals or are they going to say, we're seven games under 500? We got to start selling some players off. And yeah, we'll drop out of the playoffs. But if we go in an under 500 club, what good are we going to be in the playoffs? I mean, yeah, I, I understand. You get hot. You can get hot in the playoffs and you can make a run. But you're seven games under 500 for a reason. Yeah, it's it's not because you're a hot ball club mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so yeah. that's why i'm wondering how that's going to kind of play out with adding yeah i'm sure students. i'm sure the owners
0: can argue that point very easily because there's definitely yeah. two different ways to look at it yeah okay so what happens next now like i said the lockout was sort of a way to get the players to come back to the table it's like you know, they're, they're, they're the mean parent who has, uh, who who's taken away, you know, their, their TV for two weeks. And it's like, okay, okay, I'll be good. I'll be good. We'll come back. And so th- that's, that's also why this whole lockout thing is sort of silly. Yeah. Uh, but so both sides are very firm on their demands. I know that like when, when we were getting to, to the end there of the agreement, they were like, oh, yeah, we're we're done. And it's like midday. I'm like, no, you have until midnight. The day's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in short, the players and the owners know that if games are not played, money is lost, but also goodwill is lost. We remember 1994 and the 95 season starting a bit late. And I have a good friend who uh, was a Tigers fan, and he was telling me, and I couldn't believe this. He was like, "Yeah, I've been to a baseball game in in X number of years," and I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, '94 strike." He's like, "What? Wow!" wow. <laughs> All the that's, way back then. That's holding on to stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed. He's like, "Yeah, they're j-. it's like he's like, I get it. The owners are rich. The players aren't quite as rich." But they're both spoiled oh. and that that was his, that was his wow. uh, his comeback. so That's um, I, I can't imagine that we're gonna miss games here. I don't know yeah. if you think there's going to be a, a standoff, but um I, I it's also going to be very interesting to see who gives up first. I kind of feel like the players always give up first um, and and the owners kind of get their way generally because the owners are like the owners are going to be rich no matter what and the players will kind of be rich but then there's like a a large number of players who aren't like who don't make or haven't made a lot of money yet and it's yeah. probably affecting them so i feel like the owners always have the leverage here and i feel like the players are probably going to get a similar cba to the one that they just signed which will be dressed up in a way so that the media doesn't kill them but uh, I still think the owners probably come out better I just don't know when that's going to happen because if you're the players you are making a lot a lot of money but maybe it's the 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 you know the if you have your stars your stars are making more money than ever I think the middle class is probably doing okay but it's like that you know it's the Travis Ishikawa Chicago- types of players who oh don't bring him into this <laughs> but but he's the kind of guy who's like valuable to the Giants but maybe the over like yeah. the other 29 teams don't think he's very valuable so his leverage is kind of crappy um yeah but i i don't know i i don't uh, i i wonder who's going to blink first in that instance well and in, and in the article i read too it, the average salary has
1: dropped since 2017 so it's going down yeah also the 26th roster spot was introduced and that 26th spot is, you know, your, your bargain basement guy, your, your uh, lowest salary made. So that's also bringing the average down a little bit, but you, but you, I mean, they're both right. I mean, the owners don't want to spend more money and the players want to make more money. I mean, it's just your, your classic negotiation, um, In the United States, that's just, it's capitalism. It is what it is. And um, I don't side with either side. I don't, I don't really care. I just want to see baseball again. Yeah. I want to see less launch angle. (laughs) Can we work that in there? Less launch angle, um, more base hits, more stolen bases.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. I want to end this show on a happy note because it is Christmas time it's not christmas yet but it is the christmas season yes. and we got our tree up yesterday we have a fake Ooh. tree it's just so, so much easier we. to do the fake tree oh yeah it is I, I know there are some real tree apologists out there who probably think that you know we're not really in the spirit if we have a fake tree it's just so much easier for us yeah. um well we put and it up- is denise is allergic to everything okay that makes so sense. that's why we have a fake tree. yeah yeah <laughs> so i uh I, I went out and do you do you do you add ornaments yearly we do and then we phase old ones out um
1: i actually and and so my mom loves to give me things from inside the house <laughs> that have been inside the house forever. So I have ornaments that I got when I was a kid yeah. from the seventies, like yeah. mid seventies. Yeah. So I, yeah, I have like the, like the copper ones with the etched <laughs> name Bradley. And on the back, it says 1977. Awesome. And that's, so we're phasing kind of those out, but we love one of our favorite things to do is to go to the Disney Uh, around October, November, and find like two new Disney ornaments. And then also when we go to Disneyland, there is a Christmas store in Disneyland that's open all year round. And it smells like pine and gingerbread, and it's when you go in in like June, it's the greatest feeling because you walk <laughs> in and you go, "Oh, it's Christmas in here!" <laughs> and so they always have really cool ornaments. So I bought a Baymax. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Big Hero Six; mm-hmm. uh, it's one of mm-hmm. my favorite Disney movies. Um, so I bought the Baymax uh, ornament this year.
0: Uh, but yeah, we do that every year. We buy a couple new ones. So I bought two new ones. Um, so over the years, you know, we've added a couple here and there. I, I got um, a, a microphone one, yes. you know, because you know, we're <laughs> cool podcasters Very fitting. Yeah. Uh, and then my wife this year, she got one that looks like our mini schnauzer Iggy. So she you know, and so then I was like, oh, yeah, we need, I need to get mine. So I picked up one that I think is somebody's like homemade business or something. And they probably don't have the <laughs> license for this, but it was yeah. a Friday night lights, the TV show ornament, you know, of all the characters. And so I got that one. And then the last one it has, I think it's coming this week, the Ted Lasso Christmas oh, ornament. Very so nice. that one's coming. So we're adding to the tree. <laughs> and if Ted Lasso <laughs> continues to be a show in a couple of years, then it'll, I'll be on point with that. But
1: well, here's yeah. what I would like to do next week. Uh, we're probably gonna do a show because we can always. Because remember today we were gonna go twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Almost at an hour. We're almost at an hour. Yeah, because we always have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Next week, I I'm gonna take pictures of my favorite baseball themed ornaments that I own, and I'm gonna send those to you. And we'll talk about we, we can talk about those. Yeah, it, that'll be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I do have a a couple of Giants ones as well. But I feel like when I was younger, like the ones that my mom probably had given me at some point that I don't have anymore. Like I'm sure there are like more fun ones from back in the day because I because, you know, yeah. there's like different like there were like so heavy like oh, yeah. porcelain ornaments that like. Pulled the whole branch down. Yeah. To fit it perfectly <laughs> on the tree, so didn't just didn't pull the whole branch down.
1: Well, that's what with the fake trees, you've got yeah. You, know, you you crank. The, I always yeah. take those and I crank them up high. Yeah, yeah. And then I put them on those, and then it, when it bows,
0: it's like yeah, it's not yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it sounds good. We'll we'll do some more Christmas <laughs> oh, Christmassy yeah. stuff. We'll, we'll maybe we'll yeah. even Spe- come...
1: speaking of that, I'm
0: going to crank this up when the show. Oh, is there on. you go. Yeah. Little, yeah. We little, we threw on the yeah. the apple. Uh, playlist for Christmas music. There was Christmas songs that I'd never even heard of. Oh yeah! In the last like five years, I was like, "Well, well the Jonas Brothers Christmas <laughs> album." What? I don't remember this one. And I just bought this one, and it is an
1: instant classic. Nice. Nice. Nora Jones if you ever get a chance the Nora Jones Christmas album very smooth very chill it's a good bourbon album there you I go think you would really enjoy we'll throw it, that so.
0: we'll throw I'll, I'll go I'll find that one yeah and then we'll listen to it on, on Apple music all right nice. so um last thing I want to point out your great hat don't think that I didn't notice the pitching ninja hat that's right Great. I, I love the Pitching Ninja. If you're on Twitter, find the Pitching Ninja. Yeah. It's a fun Twitter follow.
1: They're hard to get. So it's, ro- I, th- I believe it's Rotoware.com. Uh, but if you follow Pitching Ninja on Twitter, uh, he just released like 500 more hats a couple days ago <laughs> they were gone by the end of the day. Yeah. So follow follow him and I I have the Giants uh pitching ninja shirt so it's yeah. a black shirt with the orange pitching ninja logo.
0: Um but yeah, check him out on on Twitter, all kinds of awesome stuff. All right, so we will be back next week. And the other thing I I said maybe next week we'll also we'll have to we'll have to write this down so we remember, but the ornament thing and also What's a good gift for a Giants fan? Mm. Good Christmas gift because we have to do it next week because you need a couple weeks for the order to come in. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, sure. we'll we'll do some research and find our favorite Giants fan gifts. for yeah. Next yeah. Week. Does it does does your
1: favorite Giants gift start with the name Nick? <laughs> Nick, Nick oh, yeah. yeah well, that's
0: my favorite. That's, that's one I want. Yeah. I mean, we may not get that until <laughs> February. It'll be like a President's Day <laughs> a gift.
1: Valentine's Day present. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, okay. So we'll be yeah. back next week for Brad. I'm double G. Sorry for all the lockout talk, but we had to talk about it. We'll move <laughs> on. Next week will be new stuff. Peace out. Peace.